I'm sure you've caught yourself wondering why her and not me at some point through this process. You've seen another player post their college commitment. You had a coach say they decided to go a different direction and they gave the offer to someone else. And it really left you wondering, what did you do wrong? What could you have done different? You know, Why did she get that offer and I didn't? I'm Brandy Jackson, and I have been a college recruiting consultant for almost 13 years now. So I have seen a lot of different scenarios play out, talk to coaches about their reasons for why they went one direction or another. So I want to share six scenarios with you that I feel are great examples of why these things may happen so that hopefully it'll keep you from maybe making the same mistakes and help you better prepare for things so that you can buy, you can find the best college golf fit for you and get that college golf offer. I might have taken a little longer hiatus from recording podcast episodes here for Tap Into College Golf than I had intended, but as with everything, sometimes life gets in the way, um, balancing business with personal life and then just balancing things within business can sometimes be um, be tough and, and in a positive way. Um, so just this past year has just been a lot of focus on these girls and trying to help them figure out what to do and how to manage things and, and just to tackle this process, which unfortunately tends to only get crazier and more competitive um, and just tougher. Yeah, partly because of COVID, what it's done to the process, but this just level of play among these girls has just really gone up. Um, it's just been crazy. So that's really been my focus and continues to be my focus. Just, um, I, you know, just love doing these and always got such good feedback on these episodes. Love having a chance to talk to the college coaches and, and just to connect with you all out there, even if I don't ever actually hear from you. Hopefully, um, these podcast episodes really kind of help make a difference in, in your journey and what you're going through. So had to come back on here and kick off. I think this is season five now, I believe it is. Um, done about 10 episodes every year or every season. Um, so going to work throughout the fall trying to let the coaches kind of get settled in on their season starting and just going to record this one here myself. So you're just going to hear from me on this one, but do have lots in store for this new season with some coach interviews, some college, former college player interviews, just so you can hear from them a little bit. I've definitely seen that with my girls that have been able to hear from the older girls and had them come back and talk and help them um, understand kind of how the process was for them and how college life has been and what they learned and how many of these skills through the recruiting process that they're using now, either in college or post-college and how much they might have hated hearing it from me when they were 16, 17 years old or from the, the parents about how important some of this stuff is. And now they're seeing how much it paid off. Just had this conversation with a player last night who's a few years out of college and trying to play professionally and, and just seeing um, so much of what we talked about back when she was, you know, 15, 16. And at the end of the day, you're only going to get, you know, you all young girls to, to change so much at that age and, and listen, you're, you're going through a lot um, and obviously have a, a um, little bit of a tendency to think you know best, which is just what is kind of a normal thing for, you know, teenage girls. But uh, you will see it, and hopefully you can pick up on a few things here and there that maybe I talk about or, you know, your parents or just anybody out there trying to help guide you and, and get you going in the right way and help you understand what things are going to look like a few years down the road and, and what that means for your future. But 
just wanted to dive in, and actually that kind of leads me right into what this episode's going to be about, which is something I hear from the girls quite a bit, that, you know, they want to know why her and not me, you know, why did one, um, you know, one girl get picked and I didn't get picked. So we're going to talk about six different reasons, you know, similar different scenarios that I see. It's not the only six reasons. And we're actually really not going to talk about it so much in the golf perspective in terms of your golf game and why one golf game might be better picked than another one. We're going to talk about it more in some of these things you can control a little bit more within the recruiting side of things, within your personal development side of things. Um, again, just why, you know, you may wonder, uh, again, especially if you see that another player's golf scores aren't maybe as good as yours are and don't look, the resume doesn't look as good yet. She got picked for, you know, whether it's the scholarship spot or the roster spot and you didn't, and you're really just kind of questioning what that might be. And sometimes you do find out, sometimes a coach may tell you a lot of times you're left just to, to kind of wonder, and it's hard not to take it personally. And it's hard not to kind of question maybe what you did wrong. And in some cases, you did nothing wrong, and that's what we're going to talk about. And in other cases, not that you did anything wrong, um, or, or maybe you did, you just maybe didn't prepare well enough, or you're not quite working on some development things, some communication skills, um, those kinds of things that's going to help you put your best foot forward and make the best impression and, you know, and, and just really kind of sell yourself in the sense of what's needed through this process so these coaches can believe that they're getting the best all-around student-athlete, somebody with the maturity, the independence that they're looking for that can handle this transition into college golf. These these coaches see how hard that transition is, and they see certain skills and certain traits that, that carry over a little bit better into college golf. And if they can't quite see that or they don't feel like you've quite developed those yet, a lot of times it is going to set you a little bit more behind than somebody who's, you know, maybe golf game's not quite as good, but has some of these and they feel like they're just going to develop and make that transition a little bit better. So again, kind of six things we're going to talk about that I see, again, not the only six things, not necessarily specifically related to your golf game, but hopefully gives you a little bit of insight and some things that maybe you can focus on and work on um, doing a little bit better. One of them is, again, this is maybe something you can't necessarily control, but in some cases you can. But sometimes another player just simply connected with the coach first. Whether they've been to a camp somewhere along the way, maybe they've got some sort of ties to the school, maybe they just you know reached out first and were able to connect with the coach. Um, you know, This is going to tie into a, some of the other ones we talk about, but sometimes just being at the right place at the right time. That player might a year before have been playing with another recruit that the coach was watching and that coach just got to watch them and something they liked about them they saw. So they've been a little bit more invested in them for a little bit longer than maybe you come along, you know, uh, six months later, a year later and start the process and reach out. So it doesn't mean you got to get super anxious to feel like you've just got to start the process so early and make all this happen. But being aware that sometimes it is just a simple fact that um, another player did connect with the coach first, started that relationship, started that process with them. And so that coach has had a chance to maybe see them play. Maybe they've been on campus for things. And if you come in a little bit later, even if some things maybe get a little better on paper, it's hard for a coach sometimes to kind of start all over with a whole new player and build that relationship. Sometimes they'd rather go with somebody they've already gotten to know and feel better about that person um, without just starting over. So again, that, that's definitely something that's a little bit within your control in terms of making sure you do stay on top of things. You stay open-minded, you reach out, but sometimes it's only so much in your control if it just happened to fall, you know, cards kind of fell the way they did for another, um, another young girl versus your timing of things. 
so the second one is this is definitely something that is very much within your control and something you really have to focus on and practice and get better at, which is those interview and communication skills, you know, from how you draft up your intro email, how professional it is, yet how relatable it is and how, um, you know, it shows who you are and reflects who you are. And especially those interview skills, whether it's in person, whether it's, you know, video chat, whatever that might be, being able to portray yourself and the correct way. And I shouldn't even use the word correct because it's not, again, this isn't a right or a wrong. And this is what the next one's going to be a little bit more about as well. But just having the ability to make eye contact and if you are in person, you know, shake hands with the coach and how you just your posture, how you present yourself, how you, you know, how you talk, how you answer questions, how you ask questions, just your energy, your excitement about things. If you just sit there and, and really it's a hard conversation to have and you're not prepared and you're not very excited about it. It's hard for a coach to think, hey, this is somebody I want on my team. This is somebody I want to talk to. Um it's just not, you know, that just doesn't make sense. Um, so having really good interview and communication skills with the right energy, the right maturity, the right just ability to talk. Coaches understand you are young. You're just learning some of these things. Um, it's a little different than, you know, a job interview you're going to have down the road. But starting to understand this and knowing that some girls are really good at how they talk, how they present themselves is a big factor in one coach picking that player over another. Again, it just means they're going to be able to – communication is a big piece of college golf and being able to communicate and, and talk about things and and just – they just want to know that you want to play college golf and, and you, you're you excited about it enough and you are – you know respect them and you're humble enough to have this time with them that you're uh, again that energy just portrays that so those interview communication skills are so important throughout the process that makes a big difference this kind of ties into it the third one is really just that personality match and again this is definitely one where you can do um nothing wrong and it just not be the match that that coach feels I mean it's just like your group of friends you know you've got girls that are maybe really great girls and you know or, or guys whatever it might be but you know, they're just not in your friend circle just because you just don't share the same things or you just don't see eye to eye on certain things or whatever it might mean it doesn't mean one of you're better than the other so it's very similar um you know we all relate to people differently and and we feel closer connections to some people than others and the coaches have to look at it both within their own personal feelings about players as well as how is that player going to fit in with the team and some coaches like to have a lot of similar personalities other coaches like a mix of it you know they may be like a few really golf nerds with some girls that are a little bit more social I had a coach specifically tell me that was a reason why they picked one girl over the other was just trying to find the balance of what they needed within the team and who was going to be graduating at what time and thinking about that again that's these things these coaches have to think about um so again sometimes it's just your personality just isn't the fit and just didn't have that connection and another player maybe just you know they just hit it off and it, it just was a good personality match you know just like relationships and, and everything like that goes it's only so much you can do to force that um, which again kind of goes back to that number two which is that interview communication skills if you're not really portraying you're not comfortable enough and confident enough to portray who you are you may look back and think, you know, I didn't even really act like myself or, you know, I feel like they didn't get a good feeling for who I am. That's where being comfortable enough and prepared enough allows you to let them see who you are and, and really see who you are as a person and, and your values and your personality so that they can then make the best decision and it not be based on, you know, you just being really nervous and not prepared. 
Um, the fourth one, these are going to start getting a little bit more into kind of the decision making and the difference in how this goes, which is a big part of it. Um, number four is, you know, it may have might have been that other players like top school. So you may have really liked this particular place. You may have liked two or three other places just as much. And you were maybe just hoping one coach might help make the decision for you, or you were just kind of in limbo of them and just kind of in a holding pattern. You know, you liked a few places, but nothing really stood out. Um, but this might have been that player's like top place, somewhere they really wanted to go. And so they might have been just a little more adamant to talk about that and, and genuinely portray that versus it just being one of a few schools. Again, nothing wrong with that. That's how a lot of girls kind of find themselves in the process is, um, you know, some really do have that one place and it works and, you know, that's where they end up. Some have that and it doesn't work and they've got to keep trying to find that next favorite place. But again, sometimes that's just what it is. And that one particular player just really kind of pushed for how much that was really where they wanted to be. Maybe they went out of the way to go on more, you know, campus visits or activities on campus or, or something like that. It just showed how much they really loved the school and really wanted to be there. And, and that made a little bit of a difference versus not really knowing where you stood, um, you know, and it just it, it not being maybe your top choice. So that that's a lot of times a big reason for it. Um, and again, that sometimes is only so much in your control for where you stand with your decision and what you're looking at and where your schools fall into place. Another one that, again, kind of ties into this one as well is – <laughs> just a little bit about kind of the scholarship side of things. So coaches obviously are having to look at that. Um, if they, especially if they're on limited scholarships, they're having to look at need versus want versus a potential to get academic money. Um, so everybody falls into different categories there. So they really have to think about that and how they're going to allocate their money to build the best team possible, not just for you and what you want. And, and yes, obviously trying to take into account what you might need in terms of scholarship and trying to take all these into account, again, to build the best team possible. So when they're looking at that, yeah, sometimes it may mean that they don't get the best player, but maybe that player was going to qualify for more academic money, or they didn't need the scholarship and you did, or whatever that might be. Lots of scenarios within that. Lots of times it's about when that conversation happens and how that happens for how coaches decide who they pick and who they don't. Um, just where that scholarship need versus want versus what you might qualify for academically what that coach has as far as golf scholarship goes and where and how they plan to spend those dollars um, makes a big difference. So that, that's a big piece, again, where they're just kind of trying to think. And they also know, you know, if you're a really good player, maybe they don't have much scholarship money for that year. They just don't maybe want to waste their time giving you a really low offer that they just feel like is not going to compare to what you may get somewhere else. And they'd rather maybe give it to somebody who's just a step below that that's going to be their bigger offer. So lots of different scenarios like that play out um, that I you know hear from a lot of the coaches for why some of those things to different things like that happen. And the other one, kind of the last one, again, these last three kind of all go together, but the other one could just be, and this is where there's a little bit within your control to maybe create this for yourself, but that other player may have had some other offers that created some leverage for that player to have to ask that coach um, for a little bit more of a deadline. And sometimes the coaches, even if you push them for a deadline, they aren't necessarily going to, um, to, you know, to change their mind either and change their deadline if they weren't planning to make any offers anytime soon. But other times, if you come back and you say, Hey coach, you know, I got this offer to such and such school, I've got to decide by next week, you know, 
just wondering where we stand. That coach might then decide, hey, we don't want to lose this recruit. Let's give her an offer. That player takes it, and before you know it, you know, they are done, and they may, may not have been planning to. So sometimes that is something that comes up with, where another player may have a little bit more leverage and is able to push the coach, whereas you may still be, again, in a little bit of a holding pattern and don't have that leverage from another offer or something like that to be able to ask that coach those questions as far as timelines and, and give them maybe if you get put on a timeline and then you've got to kind of create that timeline for them and see what they're where they stand. So, again, that, um, those last few kind of all tie in together. Uh, kind of where you know where the scholarship piece stands, where you stand, or where another player stands with that school being their top choice or not, and how many offers there are as to whether there's any leverage. So, again, these are kind of six things. Um, the first one, you know, how, that another player may be connected with the coach first, um, whether it's through camp, through the communication, through you know, just right place at the right time for different factors. So maybe that player just connected with that coach first. Another um, second one would be that player had a little better interview and communications, communication skills and were just able to present themselves a little bit better. And just that's uh, such a big part of this process. I, I see it just when I do these initial consults with players and the difference in how, how I feel about a player when they get on a call with me or a phone chat with me and just their energy. And you always want to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. You know, we know you all are young girls. I know how I was at that age, struggled with these things early on. But because it's such a competitive world right now, not just with golf, but with who you are as students and people, um, it is a lot of times just a one chance or, or not kind of thing with this initial call with coaches. And um, as I said, I, you know, I really have to judge it based on how I first talked to a player and how they are with me as to just how much we're going to have to work on these things and try to be a little bit better and try to just get more prepared and, and have those skills a little bit better because it's a Huge, huge part of the process to have those interview and communication skills. The third one is personality match. And again, there's, there's only so much within your control within that, um, of just where you fit in with the coach's personality, with the team's personality, um, even with the school and, and what you say you're looking for and what that coach knows the school has to offer. Um, sometimes that's just a, you know, just a coincidental thing that somebody else had a little better match personality wise, and there was nothing you could do about it in that case. It's just wasn't wasn't meant to be. Um, number four, it might have been that other player's number one choice. So they just pushed a little harder and kind of sold themselves on that particular school a little bit more because it was their number one choice versus one of, of many um, where you may be just in a little bit different state with where you are with things. Another, um, the, the fifth one is the other player's scholarship needs, wants, what they would qualify for and where that fits into what the coach needs at that time and how they're trying to allocate scholarships and spots and what they're looking for for that particular grad year and what that looks like for them. And the last one is, uh, again, the other player maybe just had a little bit better leverage and had the ability to ask the coach for a timeline or gave them a timeline on their side of things. Again, this is definitely a two-way street. You want to respect all coaches um, and yes, this process is one that is very much in your hands, but at the same time, you know, these coaches have a lot of power in their hands as well. So it's, uh, sometimes it's a little bit of a even power struggle for who creates the leverage and, you know, where things go as far as why coach won't budge or, you know, not give you deadlines so much to that part of the process, but it may just be that that other player had, 
had that ability to do that. And the coach was willing to maybe come to them versus holding out or whatever that might be. And they went ahead and made that offer to that player. So hopefully this gives you some insight here on this first episode of kicking off the season of tap into college golf, maybe a little heavy into some of this and some of these things that uh, I know you all girls out there question um, when things happen and you just don't know why. And sometimes you won't ever know why. Sometimes even I don't find out why when I work with players and, and don't know why coaches did what they did. Sometimes they will share it with me or later on down the road will tell me something and, and give me insight just to help me help the players a little bit better. But Hopefully, again, this gives you some some understanding of why maybe another girl gets picked that you don't for that spot, and you just kind of left wondering why, and some things that maybe you can be more aware of to prevent that from happening, if at all possible, the next time it comes around. But I hope everybody has enjoyed this first episode back for Tap Into College Golf. Stay tuned for many more to come. I'm looking forward to another great season of providing insight about girls golf and college golf and women's golf and college recruiting and, and just all the things that you all out there are looking to get insight and information about, I hope to provide. So until next time, take care. And this is another episode of Tap Into College Golf. Mm-hmm.